0: Hey guys, it is B, and I am happy to share with you that you are listening to a creator interview episode of the podcast. Today, Zach Kaplan is back to talk about his new book from Vault Comics. It is Mindset Number One. Uh, he is joined by the artist and collaborator on the book, that is John J. Pearson, who himself is an Eisner Award-winning artist. Listen to these two gentlemen as they talk about this incredible new book. And if you go ahead and check out the show notes down below, you will be able to see where you can get a sneak peek and even order a copy of the book. So definitely go check that out in the notes and enjoy this episode of the podcast.
1: Five, four, three, two, one.
0: Before we get started,
1: does anyone want to get
0: out?
2: The Galactic Dads Podcast, a podcast by Geeky Dads talking about all things geek dad life I am a father. and beyond
0: language <laughs> <laughs> it's true it, it just that's the way it is yeah. hey, but anyway uh I am Brandon I am back with the Galactic Dads podcast and today I am very luckily joined by uh, two esteemed comic book individuals one of them is even an Eisner award-winning artist and of course if you are a listener of the show you're already familiar with the great work that Zach Kaplan has produced uh, from our earlier interview about Join the Future uh, so I will stop talking because we have so much to ask uh, these fine gentlemen with the release of the new book Mindset from Vault Comics. And uh, I'm just going to jump into it. Uh, I got the review of it, and an early look, and it is one, first off, glory. It's just a beautiful to look at. It's the type of book that, you know, for me as a reader, I'm, I'm typically more of a superhero American comics kind of guy. And uh, those are just the things that I'm drawn to. Uh, but once you get a good look at, at even the cover of Mindset, you're like kind of instantly drawn into, one, this is beautiful, almost cinematic in quality. And then two is like, um, should I be reading this on my phone or tablet? I think it's <laughs> the very next, next question. So uh, I, well, I just want to jump right into it. Uh, Zach, could you give us kind of a, an overall synopsis or y- your quick pitch on what is Mindset?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, Mindset is a uh, a dark sci-fi techno thriller uh, coming out uh, June 29th from Vault Comics uh, with myself. Uh, John is the artist and colorist and Hassan Atzman Elhow is the letterer. Uh, Tim Daniel did the uh, 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 design and uh, the story is uh, about four uh, grad students that are geeky nobodies and they accidentally discover... Um, mind control that is a a light and sound combination of light and sound that can uh that can control people's uh uh, minds and they decided to do something a little different with it they put it in an app a meditation app in the hopes that they will help the world rid themselves of technological addiction and and the manipulation that's going on by um by certain uh apps and platforms these days and uh it it has a a different effect there they're mindset app becomes a, a, a cult following of uh, over a billion users. And they suddenly start to realize that they may be uh, not helping people, but controlling them. And it's a really dynamic uh, David Fincher-esque um, uh, thriller. Uh, we open with Ben uh, in police custody being interrogated for a murder that it seems that he committed. And uh, it goes from there. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's exciting, thriller, thought-provoking uh, content, and we're really excited to, to share it with readers.
0: It is very, very thought-provoking, and you're right. Uh, it does have that David Fincher-esque feel. Uh, for those who aren't immediately familiar with who that is, that's uh, the director of one of my personal favorite films. I don't know what this says about me, but Fight Club uh, and, and also Gone Girl and Aliens 3, by the way, in case he might forgets that, Jim.
1: And I, uh, social network.
0: Yeah. I mean, what better type of movie could there be to relate to this book? Right. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: uh, so it does sound like you, you were a little bit influenced, if you will, uh, by maybe even your own use of social media or some recent things that have come out lately about, you know, tech companies and whether they knowingly, are unknowingly are negatively affecting the users. Uh, can you tell me, did you get the idea for this book like years ago? Or is this something that you kind of had an inkling of an idea for? And they're like, oh, no, this is perfect. Like now's the time.
1: I think I first came up with this idea a few years back, but obviously I've been kind of honing it as a, a writers often do. You know, an idea comes to you, but before you really flesh it out, uh, you know I, I i could see the writing on the wall and and feel my daily habits being shifted and changed in terms of my engagement with social media and and apps and and my device my smartphone suddenly telling me when i should be clicking on things with notifications and updates and doom scrolling and my relationship with uh, my peers or strangers online, this kind of who's influencing who more game that we all get sucked into playing. And I, I think it all just created this, this perfect storm of, of realizing that our relationship with technology is changing really fast and perhaps not in the way that we want. And, uh, there's this, you know, the technology, the devices are controlling us. So it really felt like a great allegory for the sci-fi device of mind control, which I think we've seen, you know, again and again in in movies and TV and and comics, but I'm not sure if we've seen it in this way. Certainly I write what I want to see. And so that was my, uh, you know, I was excited to kind of explore our relationship with technology as mind control. And, and so this story acts as an allegory for that. And um, yeah, I think we're all, we're all doom scrolling at night and we say goodbye, good night to our loved one. And then we actually say good night to our phone last. So I, I think it's a really interesting thing that's going on with, with our relationship with technology right now. And it, it couldn't be more timely.
0: Yeah. It really, you know, I'm sure. Listeners are going to be excited to get their hands on this book and see what I'm about to reference. But as you read through the first issue, it really does ask a question really quick of who's mind controlling who, you know, like, am I, am I picking up this phone because I want to, am I, am I watching these things, reading these things, eating, buying, reading these specific uh, articles and things because I want to, or because I've been conditioned and my mindset has changed to want to read these things. So I think it's a really excellent kind of, you know, maybe modern day problem to explore through this great kind of thriller story that you guys are telling.
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, we all kind of know the answer, though, right? We all know yeah, we, that we're being we conditioned. Uh, so it, it's it's more about are you aware? Are you aware of the truth? you know, and, and are you thinking about the truth or have you pushed the truth aside? Um, and, and yeah, it's, 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 it's just really, um, it's, it's really fertile territory. And I think we're hoping to make a, um, a comic, uh, that stands out, you know, that, 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 Um, you know, kind of in the vein. There's some, there's some great stuff doing this right now, you know, Department Mm -hmm. of Truth and Nice House on the Lake, uh, you know, the kind of, the kind of stories that really stay with readers. And uh, we're hoping to kind of follow in that footstep, but that was what was, uh, I was drawn to, to collaborate with John because he has this really um, amazing style that, that stands out and has layers. I think we're, you know, we're trying to create a, a story that that is asking many questions at the same time so you're watching this thriller unfold you know uh, what's happened you're watching this also this this character story and this business drama there's a lot of different narrative aspects going on as as these guys discover mind control and put it in the app and build their business and and then uh, obviously um hit some complications but in addition to that there's like you said there's these questions being shared through uh ben's narration as a as a a a kind of a narrator we're we're only getting his view of it and so with his subjective experience and with these layers of duality you know we we really tried to um bring all of that with the artwork and 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 just make something that that really elevates the comics medium so yeah
0: well i think you guys are making a really good stab at trying to elevate comics. Uh so I have one more question for you, Zach. And I, I yep. want to ask John something very specifically, but uh the character of Ben, uh for listeners, Ben is the main character of this story, uh, and the lens through which we're being, you know, told and experiencing everything that's going on. Uh I was curious at when you like have Ben and and he seems like he's very aware that he was being influenced throughout his entire life well before he picked up a phone Um, and i thought that the scene especially where he discusses his parents and you see kind of how he's a part of their facade that they decide to show on social media but not really a part of their memories or the memories he's had with them until he buys in to the brand that they are trying uh, to show online Uh, And I was just, I was wondering where along the lines you were able to conceive of a character who even in his real life did not feel a part of everything until he kind of bought in and decided to present an image of himself or his own brand, if you will.
1: Yeah. I mean, he, I think he's a really interesting character to, to create and and write. And I think that it's very relatable today. And I, I, I really kind of identified Ben as having two drives, two objectives simultaneously, which is relatable to us all, I think. On the one hand, he's looking at everything that's happening in social media and technology, and he knows that he's being conditioned and he, he hates it. And he hates these feelings that he's having of, of wanting to engage with people in this game of influence and, and wanting to be part of this and and the glitz of Facebook's and, and social media platforms and this kind of uh, allure that Silicon Valley has in some corners, especially if you're going to school for um, engineering and technology and you want to be a part of Silicon Valley, there's, it's a, it's a very, um, it's got its own uh, stigmas. And so he he kind of hates uh, all these aspects of it, but he wants to be a part of it. He wants to be influential. He doesn't want to be a nobody. And these two things are really at war with each other. And this is this is something that, yeah, we touch on with his childhood that on the one hand, his parents, um, he comes from I don't want to give too much away, but he comes from kind of a, a messed up family. And and uh, he's he's grown up with this idea of put on a facade and be a part of it or, be isolated and alone and hate it but then be rejected and uh it's kind of just about all of us how how are we to engage you know in some of these social media platforms that we deem toxic or we deem full of you know hate and full of uh behavior that we don't like and we don't want to participate in and yet we desperately want to connect. We want to use these tools and technology to engage with each other, other, to create, to build. And so you can't, it's not a black and white thing. You really kind of, how do we do that? And I think that's kind of what the book is exploring. What mindset should we have uh, to engage in technology that is trying to control us? What's the right answer? so, it's yeah, it's um, but Ben is a really fascinating character, ordinary and yet different all at the same time.
0: Yeah, very true. I think that's a good way to describe him somehow familiar, but yet he has this new angle that is very intriguing, which and I know that we've been wrapped up in the kind of social media aspect or the, the question of mindset. But we can't forget that this at its core is a murder mystery. I mean, from panel one, like, it's an exciting murder mystery, and you're just really trying to figure out the who whodunit. Um, yeah. So, and actually, looking at that, the first page, and that's the first thing you see is this interrogation scene. I went to ask John, when you were conceiving these, because I'm sure, you know, Zach sent you the script. It's a very collaborative process. But when you see these scenes on page in script, how do you go about framing the shot? Because this the book, the entire book is the angles of everything. It, it all feels very cinematic, but also feels new, right? Like it's very clear that this is the type of work that you're only really going to visually be able to see in a comic book. Uh, and I, I have an example of that, but I wanted to ask you first, how do you visually come up with the concept of what you're working on in this book?
2: Um, it, it, it really depends on the, um, the the, scene, the the wider scenes but also the the emotional output of the characters themselves. So in the in the first issue, one of the main examples of that is the isolation that Ben feels. Um, he, he's kind of completely isolated throughout. So there'll be different techniques used to emphasise that, like having him literally outside of the panels, um, and they'll range from being quite in your face and obvious techniques um, to more subtle ones. Um, but my my whole approach for the artwork is one that is is very fluid. Um, so it will change and it will shift, based not only on what the script is requiring, so the mood and the emotions, but also the um, looking forward to how those characters are developing and and potentially foreshadowing that. So it's this whole holistic approach to the artwork. It's not just taking. A panel description, and then how I'm going to illustrate that is thinking about well, what is this moment in this character's life? And how has it been influenced by what's led up to that point And how is it foreshadowing what we know as creators are going to come forwards and is gonna come after that? Sorry. Um, and that's that's kind of the the thing that we're striving for. We're trying to get this um this sense of realness through. So with Ben being this kind of nobody everybody character um that is relatable in a lot of ways because of the complexity of 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 the character student that we're doing um we want this sense that you can connect or empathize with that character and through that is having these little moments that are quite lifelike but also projecting in things that are more abstracted for the emotional um heightening but also foreshadowing and in subtext for what's coming later so there's so many different layers um in that first issue that are giving hints as to the direction of the story um that it's uh it's something that you kind of have to unpick quite a lot so when i'm coming up with it it's it's thinking about the bigger picture but then honing it down into isolated little moments for the the emotional impact of that
0: yeah and i would say that now I feel like I need to go back and just like very finely go through each page and say, what's this telling me about next issue? <laughs> the issues after that, it was like, it has me excited. Like when we get to issue, you know, four or five, like, am I going to be thinking like, oh, I should have seen that. That was my fight. You moment will. We yeah, you at- will. Yeah. There
1: are moments coming up. I mean, issue one is really just taking you in, uh, but there are going to be issues it's a six-issue mini series. There are going to be issues where people go, "Oh my god!" Like I have to go back now and read the whole thing up to here. To was this was this the, the, this layer? It's been there, but wait a minute. I you know I didn't see it. So we're really hoping to to do something that 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 yeah that gives readers that you see that there's a lot of layers going on, and, and you kind of get to pick which one you're leaning into and then maybe later down the line you realize oh I want to read this from a different uh, what about this angle so yeah we're hoping to create a real experience and, and rereadability with it
0: oh certainly I can as we're talking about this now I'm thinking I know final order cutoff is May 29th right is that correct to order yep. mindset number one I know the first issue comes out on June 29th uh, again hit up your local comic shops you'll be glad you did but also, I'm not really excited for when Vault puts out the collected, like the, the whole collection together so you can sit and read it in one run. Uh, because I feel like it will be a, I'm going to need to remember this page. Or if I don't, you get to this page, you go, oh, that I saw that already. Like, it, it is an experience, a totally immersive experience. Uh, another part about that that's really exciting is, um, I know John touched on it very briefly, but he was talking about the emotion of Ben, and also the emotion of everyone else. Uh, but he was talking about the isolation, which I feel is a pretty good theme for this book as well, uh, besides the question of mindset that we've already previously discussed. But I I love the, the way that the characters, their facial emotions on all of the characters are really well, you know, communicated to the reader. Like sometimes, in comics, faces don't always convey what you wish they would or think that they should just, you know, from the limited artist capability. And uh, in this particular story, I feel like there is no limit to the ability to convey emotion. I think John does a an incredible job of showing isolation is such a good word for it, uh, but making the reader feel just as outside as Ben does uh, in, in the way that all the other characters around him have this distracted apathy almost because they're so absorbed in everything else they're doing that they don't even take the time it's true. to really interact truly interact with their currents with their current surrounding let alone ben himself so i think that that's very good and a tremendously well done job i did also want to ask john about the use of the panels or the panel walls and breaking through them per se, or doing different things than a comic book reader is a, normally accustomed to when you read a comic. Everything stays within the panels. You get your splash page, but the page prior doesn't literally bleed into it, You know, knock through the panel to bring you into this beautiful um, splash page, which I like the term splash page uh, for the page I'm talking about. <laughs> I think readers will understand when they see it. Uh, you Sorry. know,
2: I've, that's the first time I've even thought about that connection between. Oh, you've got to be kidding
0: me! Like that's it's so good. I was like, this is this is a well, 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 very, page. well yeah. <laughs> very well executed. Yeah, very well executed. Yeah, I see what they're doing here, and now I realize that maybe you didn't even know you were uh, influenced. God, just making a splash. Yeah. There you go. Uh, but uh, as far as some of those decisions to to move the characters out of the normal constraints of the panels and stuff. Uh, especially there's a up, up looking through the water kind of scene, oh, uh, which is, a good, a, which was great... so good. I mean, that was, is just, so, it's everything I imagine that on the script, you probably Zach wrote. And then when you got the image back and like the different angle perspective on, I'm sure was a surprise. Yeah.
1: I mean, let's talk about it for just a second to give you guys a, an understanding. I think that, I mean, the scene is uh, Ben is at a party and he's been talking He's been schmoozing and feeling uh, obviously putting up that facade. And then he takes a moment to come out and sit on the diving board and have a kind of an introspective feeling uh, a, a depression and, and isolation and, and loss of identity. And kind of, what am I doing? And, you know, what do I, and, and he's really exploring himself. And so you've got this juxtaposition. I knew I wanted uh, in the script I wrote that Ben is looking at himself. So you see him in the house. And you see these different through the windows, these different moments that he's looking at it himself. Now, I can't remember if I, I think that then, then John took this moment on the diving board and really created this uh, duality across the page where he, Ben is also looking at himself from above and below uh this page has uh been out on social media but one side of the the double page spread ben is on the diving board and you're you're from seeing him from behind but then he's looking at himself from underneath the water and the and it's just a really surreal it's surreal and it's uh it's kind of really i don't know john you can talk more about it but it's a, it's a breathtaking uh shot
2: i i think with um that page especially um because there's lots of moments of contemplation throughout Mm -hmm. that first issue and throughout the the series itself but i think that one is a key moment of contemplation in that first issue so i think when you are sat and being introspective and contemplating then the the thoughts do bleed into one another and it's you you kind of let the thoughts go um in their own direction so for that moment then I was talking earlier about that fluidity of the artwork, then what better way to do that than with a scene with water? And um, I like the kind of mirroring that you have of Ben walking through the scene and then him kind of looking at himself and then like in in different angles. I thought it was um, kind of a good way to to kind of portray that moment. Um, Also the looking up from the water. I love Sunset Boulevard and start Sunset Boulevard when you're looking up from the pool like of course that's going to be be a a little influence in it um but yeah from your earlier questions while talking about the um the the use of the the panel borders and breaking them um that's that's really important for me and um I think the so with this first issue early on you have that moment where it's kind of bursting through which is really intensely in your face but that's setting the precedent that this story is not something that is I suppose standardized like you might expect for um, like stereotypically like normal comics I guess and it is something that is um, forcing you to think about it differently and I wanted to set that right from the start with with that moment and then the same thing repeats itself but in much subtler ways because it's already been established from the start um so if you're looking at the at the work and the characters themselves are outside of the box and they're looking in and hopefully that prompts some introspection or reflection from the reader thinking about not only what they're seeing but also the context that these characters are existing in and a lot of that is their relationship with technology and the relationships with each other. So you actually said it earlier that you were, you were kind of being reflective about that first issue, which is great because that's her intentions and that's my intention with the artwork, is you um, you you take a step back and you think about what you're seeing, and then through that you think about your own context and the world around you. Um, also, is this is actually you give me a lot of first thoughts here with the flash base, but also the thought of the difference between single issues and the collection. Um, that's actually interesting because one of the main things that I'm keen for, like I said, is this element of reflection. So having that month long period is in some ways quite interesting because you can think and digest about what you've read for a long time, but it'll be a different experience with the collection as well. Um, we we do want it to have have this rereadability and something you go back and you kind of think about and you kind of reread and you have different perspectives about. But um yeah, that's that's an interesting thought that you've kind of put into my head now. And I quite like it. I like that it's oh, good. if you pick up yeah. the singles, it's gonna be a completely different experience than if you read it in trade. Um, yeah. so do both.
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping I would in all, I mean, all if you're listening to this, I I actually think that you the, the not every comic experience, some comic experiences I pick up monthly, some comic experiences I wait for the trade. Uh, I really do think that this is the type of experience that benefits from month to month in the sense that you're getting this experience and, and you're sharing it with the comics community if you have one or your shop or, you know, and, and I think that delay does have some added value in terms of you get to reflect on it. I, I think it will will hold up and be a fantastic read all collected for sure. But um you know um each issue is is a, a substantial episodic experience that I think will be enjoyed in that way.
2: In fact actually thinking about it like Zach, we spoke about that want for people to talk about what they've read. And mm-hmm. That's, I, I, I was thinking about it the other day, like when Twin Peaks first came out and everybody was like, yeah. oh my God, who killed Laura Palmer? I'm like yeah. what happened this uh, this episode? <laughs> that one was really weird. I, I I was like, oh my God, maybe that's going to be like mindset. Uh, huge wishful thinking. But like, I think that that um, anticipation for mm-hmm. what comes next is actually a huge part of mystery. Um, yeah, so oh, for yeah, sure. I think it, that's going to be uh, a big factor, I think,
1: hopefully. Yeah.
0: I agree. I would agree with, you know, what you guys said, and I didn't think it was all that, you know, profound when I I was thinking back about it, but I am being reflective on the issue, uh, one that I read already, and it's kind of hard not to, you know, like, this is the book, like, we're all used to kind of like popcorn fare and things that, you know, you can just consume, enjoy, be entertained for that amount of time, and then just let it go almost forgettable in a way. I think the very nature of this book from the concept to the story that you get, uh, the art that you see in the colors and even the letters, like you're making a decision on how you're reading this book on, on every page. Like it's not something that you almost feel natural doing. Like there's thought involved in which box text box am I going to next? I mean, it's not difficult, but it's, it's just different enough that you're kind of more aware that you're making decisions while you're reading this book and in that way along with again the colors which uh forgive me i didn't quite catch the colorist name or nope. the letter but please let's give them credit because they john
1: john that's the amazing thing john is the colorist oh really? All, The whole My thing god yeah john is the full interior artist uh, from the from the inks all the way through to the entire color spread, uh, Hassan Atmeh El How, who is an amazing letterer, is doing the letterers, uh, all the lettering, and and he has a very unique style. But uh, that's the incredible thing about this book is it's it's a uh, artist and colorist all 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 at one department.
0: You're doing <laughs> some serious heavy lifting, John. That is very impressive. Yeah, yeah it's it's a it's a lot. Little- <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but no it's I think for me um I, I I love color and other other people's stuff like that's that's fun but um for me like the color is so important especially if we're talking about emotions it's that's how you communicate yeah, you can uh, emotions feel it. through color theory you can yeah, feel so, it in this book for sure yeah so um yeah every, everything from start to finish is uh yeah. I'm control freak.
1: I need to have a black. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the vision. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah it is. That's, yeah. It, right? <laughs> well, that's,
0: that's excellent. And, you know, for, for you, Zach, how great is it to be able to work, to collaborate with somebody who has that kind of range and almost total control over how your story looks once it comes out of your head?
1: It's been a great collaborative experience. I I, I mean, we've talked about it. Um, you, know, you never know. You never know what you're going to uh, experience. You know, I was drawn to John's work uh, first when I saw that he had uh, done the coloring in, in blue and green, uh, which mm-hmm. won him the Eisner and um, I guess digital art. Uh, and and then I saw that he had a fine arts background and he had done uh, uh, short comics and done this this breadth of interesting work from, from murals to paintings and, and just really risk-taking stuff. And I think that was what drew me to his work was that, you know, I knew that mindset would benefit from an artist that wanted to take risks and wanted to play with deconstructionism. And, uh, you know, John, John has done that. And I, I love the comics medium. And I'm definitely at a point in my, in my career where I'm I want to play and I want to take, risks you know i I've, I've done a few books and so i want to try to um really um play with every layer of of the craft and uh, john shares that enthusiasm for you know um really getting in the weeds on on how to bring the best narrative at every single panel and so it's been a it's been a a great experience the book has benefited from it immensely uh we've had great uh assistance from Adrian and, and, and vault comics and Hassan is a uh, uh, wonky in terms of, of the comics medium. So it's really been, it's really been a great um, creative process.
0: Yeah. You can tell that there's this, this is a different book when you pick it up, when you read it from start to finish and uh, from the story, the concept the characters, the dialogue, you know, I mean, I think that's something that we definitely can't gloss over you know, the the interactions between these characters stands out, uh, let alone with the inner monologue that you see from Ben, uh, which sometimes, you know, as that moves the story forward, you're kind of just caught on just reading and kind of sympathizing with where he's at, which is uh, fantastic. And then, of course, you turn the page and you have, you know, the art there that kind of keeps drawing your eye, uh, the lettering, as I said, and, of course, the colors, they just pop, and, and really draw you into key points. So the whole feeling of the experience of reading this book is a little different in a, in a very good way. Thank uh, you. So I definitely want to congratulate you guys on that. And I also want to encourage everyone listening to go ahead and go order that book as fast as you can uh, from your local comic shop, because you'll, you'll really, you'll probably be hooked. You'll end up thinking about this book for a little bit after you have read it. And, uh, I would encourage all of you uh, who do read it to reach out to these two gentlemen, oddly enough, on their social media channels. So if, yes. if you guys would love to <laughs> plug those, that would be yes. wonderful.
1: Yes, definitely. D- divorce yourself from technological uh, manipulation, except to connect with your favorite comic <laughs> creators. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, we'd love to hear what people think it, once you get your hands on it or if you have any burning questions as we're leading up to the book. Uh, I'm on all platforms it's at Zach uh and uh, the website Zach Caps as well.
2: Very good. Yeah, likewise, I'm uh, John J. Pearson on Twitter, Instagram, and my website is johnjpearson.co.uk. Um, but yeah, get in touch. Always love to chat about stuff maybe maybe zach we should set up like a a p.o box so people can give us physical mail just in case they read it and they're like you guys go analog (laughs) Uh, and
0: uh, for those of you you know john just mentioned it but on his um, social media he does have links uh, to even possibly get commissions and stuff done Uh, i would highly encourage you guys check out that link too because his work is quite lovely to look at and uh, Zach mentioned it earlier it's fine art that's stuff that you would be proud to have on your wall somewhere so definitely yeah. check that well, out before we go on I'll, your
1: wall as well. I'll tell you there's a, <laughs> Vault is doing an amazing giveaway competition you can go to uh, um, uh, it's on Twitter it's a vault, vault mindset giveaway uh, but there basically there's a number of ways to enter and participate and the grand prize, is insane uh john is going to be at new york comic-con and he's being doing a law a large format i don't know how big it's going to be but it's going to be big and he's going to be painting for the whole freaking con uh (laughs) the winners the winners face in the fashion of the mindset uh cover number one where the where ben is looking at his phone and he's having his mind blown so you could have a a recreation of the cover with you having your mind blown Uh, as the grand prize and there are all these additional prizes I think original artwork from mindset and um, uh, but all the cover packages I mean with the covers are we just dropped the covers yesterday I mean uh, just a murder's row of amazing cover artists from David Mack to Christian Ward Jacob Phillips uh, Christian Danny uh, Tom Muller it just is incredible so uh, that giveaway contest is on Vault's website, and one of the ways to enter is to pre-order the book. So if you're going to order it anyway, then you can automatically get in. Maybe you win, and John John recreates you. So,
0: and you can you can order the book pre-order directly through Vault's website. Isn't that correct?
1: Yeah, I think yeah. that's I think that's true. Yeah,
0: Vault Comics, by the way, uh, are some of our favorite publishing. One of our favorite publishing companies, and especially because uh, Damien and Adrian are awesome they're amazing uh, so uh, we typically love uh, all the stuff that they publish, and almost as much as we love being able to talk to you guys about the book this has been awesome
1: thanks for having us brandon yeah. really appreciate yeah. it yeah i, I it.
0: appreciate you guys taking the time out i know you're busy doing almost like a, a press junket right before this <laughs> book comes out. i'm
1: not too busy don't worry we're good uh, yeah never too busy to chat it's uh, yeah
0: yeah it's always a pleasure I love it. Well, I thank you guys very much Uh, and be sure everyone to check out the socials. We'll link to uh, the vault um, giveaway link uh, just so you guys get that chance to maybe win some really cool stuff and see even more awesome stuff that these guys have created in the past because it's all really good.
1: Thank you, Brandon. Yeah, thank you very much.
0: Thank you guys very much.